0: Hi there, welcome back. Welcome back to this episode <laughs> of Coffee and Tea with Justin and Tashina, the only show that is officially endorsed by Kermit the Frog.
1: Whoa, that's a, that's a pretty big thing. Yeah, Wow. I just,
0: I just thought I'd start making random things up.
1: I like that one. I like that that's where you started. Yeah. Kermit the Frog. You s- just went right for it. I was going to say Not Steven Fozzie Seagal. Bear. Oh, <laughs> Kermit the Frog's
0: better. Than Steven Seagal?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're very different people. <laughs> yeah. <one. laughs> they're both action stars, but you know, slightly different vibe to each of them.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Did you see the movie they did together, actually?
0: Are you being serious? No. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Steven Seagal was in a Muppet movie at some point.
1: I mean, maybe. I don't know. In my mind, it's an action thriller about it's basically about speed. Like the mo- It's like the movie Speed, but with semi-trucks and they're on the outside of them doing karate matches,
0: I think you're thinking of Jean-Claude Van Damme, not Steven Seagal.
1: I I know the difference between those two.
0: No, but do you remember that that commercial that? Yeah, where he, Jean-Claude Van Damme does the splits? Yeah, on the semis. Yep. They're going in reverse. While wearing
1: his Chuck Norris jeans.
0: Was he wearing Chuck Norris <laughs> no. jeans? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you making me. It's, it's sounding like you don't actually know what I'm talking Chuck about. Chuck Norris
1: action jeans. No, I know what you're talking about. The commercial with the two semis driving next to each other and Jean-Claude Van Damme has one leg on each. Yeah, 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 Yeah. I know. Oh. I know. Okay. All right. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So.
0: We talked about a lot of stuff today. Yeah, we did. Random stuff. As always.
1: Yeah. Um, We talked about where we might be moving to. Yeah. Loosely.
0: Yeah, don't worry. It's not a whole thing like it normally is. (laughs) No,
1: no, no. Um, we talked about what else? Having guests on the podcast.
0: Yeah, we did. We talked about the future of this show.
1: Mm-hmm. Fermented things.
0: Fermented things. We, talk, we talked about a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Sounds good. I, 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 There's so much random stuff in here. We talked <laughs> yeah. about wine. We talked about, mm-hmm. yeah, random, random stuff. Yeah. Um, I was thinking uh, about what I'm grateful for, mm-hmm. but I want to hear what you're grateful for.
1: Um, I am grateful that despite everything that's going on, we're still in this position to have like hope for the future and to be like planning for the future. Um, Mm -hmm. like I just, that's something I'm grateful for that. That is like, whether that means I'm grateful for possibilities or I'm grateful for the optimism, I'm not really sure, but I'm just grateful for that as a concept. Nice. Yeah. What about you?
0: I am really, really grateful for us having gone on a walk yesterday,
1: yeah, that was nice. We was, walked through a different neighborhood than normal,
0: yeah, it was really nice to just get out, get mm-hmm. some fresh air, go for a walk, mm-hmm. walk through a neighborhood that had some cute little houses, yeah, yeah, grateful that was really for that nice. also really grateful for like everybody that um i mean i'm 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 kind of always. I think in a state of gratitude for the people that follow logical harmony and support that channel and support this channel. But lately as I've been trying to get our taxes figured out, I've been just kind of looking at those numbers and just feeling even more grateful Mm -hmm. that people support us and allow us to do what we do and help animals.
1: Yeah, completely.
0: And, and also do fun side projects like this. It's Mm -hmm. really nice. Yeah, it is. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I mean, not thank you to you. Thank you to them. Oh. <laughs> thank you for sharing what you're grateful for, but thank you to them. <laughs>
0: well, I think this is a perfect time to jump into the episode. Got a few updates for you. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What are they? Well, uh, my kombucha seems to be doing pretty well. Good. I started a second fermentation that's just just kombucha, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been in the second fermentation for maybe four days. So I'm not super inspired by its taste, so I'm probably going to add some frozen fruit into it today.
1: Okay, so it's just a second fermentation of the actual kombucha. You didn't add anything yet?
0: Correctamundo. Okay. I didn't even add sugar, which mm. normally I would at least add a little bit of fresh tea and a little bit more sugar. Yeah. I didn't even do that. Huh. So I'm not super surprised that it is in the state that it's in. Okay. And then I have one going that I started yesterday that's Mm -hmm. a nice huge thing of like, it's like deep, like black cherry. Mm. Like, I just, I mean, I literally just took a bag of frozen cherries Mm -hmm. and let it kind of defrost. Or, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then like muddled it. Nice. With my uh, really cool wooden um, tamper. Olive wood. Yeah. The tamper that I got for making sauerkraut. Yeah. So I like really just smash mm-hmm. that and then put that in. So I didn't add any sugar or any fresh tea or anything, but mm-hmm. the sugar from the cherries and the cherry juice should be enough.
1: Yeah, I would it. imagine. Yeah. That's exciting. You've mm-hmm. never made a cherry one.
0: No, I don't think I have. And then the other day mm-hmm. I made that pineapple one, which that was good. extremely good.
1: Yeah, that was really good.
0: Yeah. All I did was take some of my main kombucha and put it into a, into a, I think it was an applesauce jar. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a pickle jar. Anyway.
1: Not a jar owned by applesauce, but a jar <laughs> that formerly had stored applesauce. The, the food. food. Not the cat. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, um, I, uh, yeah, so I just threw some frozen pineapple into that puppy. Nice. Let it sit on the counter for like a day or two and then threw it in the fridge for another day mm-hmm. or two. And it was so good.
1: Yeah, it was really good.
0: I don't know why I've never thought to make pineapple kombucha before because I've made pineapple soda, like a fermented pineapple soda, yeah. and I've loved it. Yeah. This was just next <laughs> level deliciosity.
1: Yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. I'm
0: glad you enjoyed it.
1: I think, too, it's kind of what's fun right now is like because you're trying to use, I assume, just what we have in the freezer, and it's definitely fruits that you've typically not used before.
0: Well, I did buy everything we have in the freezer with the intent of doing kombucha from it. So. Oh, Okay. It's, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> you um, making me sound more exciting and like inventive, but it, it was a plan. It's, okay.
1: I didn't yeah. know it was a plan.
0: Yeah. I bought it with the intent of doing that. But I am, that said, though, I mean, I kind of did come up with these flavor combinations randomly because yeah. I don't know that I've ever even had cherry kombucha. I think the closest thing to a cherry kombucha I've ever had is that mama chia mm. is that what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. The cherry lime chia that seed one's drink that so good
1: mm. we have lime
0: we sure do well maybe when this is done i'll throw, throw some lime off. in there yeah. we also have chia seeds
1: yeah we do we hmm. should just go
0: buck wild
1: Hmm, might be worth trying and just see how it turns out yeah why not you know
0: why not why not you know
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: My uh, sourdough starter is also doing very well.
1: Yeah? Nice.
0: Yeah, I had um, just sort of stopped caring for it mm-hmm. a couple days ago. And then I threw some fresh, you know, I fed it through some fresh flour and some yeah. water just to see what would happen, if it would revive or if it was going to stay mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. gross looking and a <laughs> day or two later it's... It's looking good to go. Good. Um, I do realize now, though, that we don't have enough flour to actually make anything from no, it. No, we don't. Yeah. So maybe uh, Well, I'll probably just throw it in the fridge.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, too, maybe there are some low, like, maybe there are some things we can make that use less flour than a loaf of bread, like maybe biscuits or pancakes or mm. like maybe there's something we could do.
0: Sourdough pancakes would be delicious.
1: Yeah. Because we don't have much flour left. So yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll We'll figure it out.
0: Yeah. Worst case scenario, throw it in the fridge, Mm -hmm. you know, slow down the souring process.
1: (laughs) Nice. It'll be fine either way. Yeah, it will be.
0: And then the last update I wanted to give people is uh, an update on where we're thinking about moving.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Oh, wait, are we not saying yet?
1: Yeah, we're not saying (sighs) because we're still like doing a general look, look looky-loo around.
0: Okay. I forgot that there was a reason we hadn't mentioned it before.
1: Yeah, we're just kind of looking all over.
0: We are, but there's also a city and a state that I think is actually going to be the one. And I know I said that (laughs) about every single city and every single state. However... This one looks like it might actually be the one.
1: Yeah, I think there are definitely a lot of possibilities in this one. We're seeing way more homes in our price range that are cute and that we feel excited about Mm -hmm. and that aren't complete fixer-uppers. Like a lot of them, we would definitely want to make some adjustments. But a lot of them, it seems like we could move in as they are and figure things out from there.
0: Yeah, as opposed to like some of the houses we are looking at in like Pittsburgh where mm-hmm. it's like $10,000, but the house <laughs> is, you know, everything is ripped out on the inside. It's yeah. just bare bones.
1: Yeah. So we're still looking, getting an idea. We're looking at a lot of different areas and just trying to figure out like what's important to us, mm-hmm. um, which I think we're, we're on the same page about like what we want. Yeah. So that's, that's good. It definitely simplifies things.
0: I think one of the biggest things. The, the biggest positive things for me to come out of this has been realizing that we might actually be able to, or that we probably could afford a yeah. home.
1: Yeah. Same. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Cause I was feeling really discouraged after we moved here to Salt Lake and seeing housing prices here and feeling like what we can afford is not, not anything I want. It's not somewhere I would want to live or feel excited about. Yeah, I mean,
0: out here you, in not even just Salt Lake, but just in Utah in general, Mm -hmm. like the places that are anywhere even remotely close to what we could afford are just mobile homes.
1: Not even that sometimes.
0: Yeah. That's why I said the places that are (laughs) even remotely close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um,
1: (laughs) But yeah, so it was like really <laughs> discouraging because I was feeling like man, this is just not something that's going to ever be a possibility for us anywhere. Yeah, and then yeah. as we've expanded and really just looking in way more areas, we're finding that actually that's there's a lot of the country that we could afford a house in and that would be a house that we want and we are excited about and I don't like know if I would inspired agree with, by. That
0: it's a lot, I would say. There's like so far like two or three states like oh
1: it's more than i was expecting though and i think it's a good chunk Mm -hmm. of the country yeah i would agree with that
0: more and better quality yeah totally at at our price range especially you know both of us coming from california and or oregon Mm -hmm. it's you wouldn't think there are houses that even exist i mean you would think houses exist but you would think that they'd be like most of what we've seen which is just falling apart or in really violent neighborhoods yeah
1: and it's making me realize how incredibly overpriced california especially is oregon as well but yeah anyway
0: they have their benefits
1: it's true they're on the beach
0: Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say like the people and the politics.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true too.
0: Now that we've now that we've been out of California for a year, mm-hmm. and I, I lived in Hawaii, but I mean I wasn't really paying attention to local politics in Hawaii. And honestly, I don't know what, but but I but I can't imagine that from my friends that do still live out there that I stay in touch with. It doesn't seem like
1: <laughs> the most progressive.
0: No, it doesn't seem like the most conservative. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. my point is just that living outside of California for a year now Mm -hmm. and just realizing, wow, it really is one of those things where when you're there, you think, oh, this is what the rest of the world is like. Mm -hmm. And there are these tiny little pockets of weird people. And then you leave and you're like, Oh.
1: I was in a pocket.
0: I was in a pocket. No wonder people from other countries feel the way they do about the U.S. Now I get (laughs) it because the California is (laughs) not representative of the rest of the country.
1: Yeah. Well, and even so much of California is not. true. You know, that's the way with Oregon. Like, you have the Willamette Valley, and then you have the rest of Oregon. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Like,
1: it's very different, and I think California is the same way.
0: That's true. I definitely grew up... um, seeing people drive trucks with Confederate flags. Yeah. And hearing a lot of racist comments.
1: Yeah, I'd never seen a Confederate flag in real life until California.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Where did you see it?
1: In Napa, on someone's house.
0: Was I there?
1: Yeah, we were driving and I and it was near Near the Seven Eleven that's on Main Street. And there was like a house on a side road that oh, had a yeah. Confederate flag. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I was like, whoa. Like that was the first time I'd ever seen one outside of like a museum or like, you know.
0: Yeah, I know the house you're talking about. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. So. Weird stuff. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I'm excited that we've expanded our search area mm-hmm. and that we're focusing on finding a house we're excited about.
0: Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So there's a little update tease, I guess. Not an actual update.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because it's still going to take time. We're narrowing it down. We're narrowing it down, yeah.
0: And also with everything that's going on, it's so hard to know where the market's going to be. Yeah. It's so hard to know where we are going to be financially. Yeah. It's one thing that I think Tishina and I haven't talked about on this channel, at least, is that um, with a lot of what we do, we get paid... 30 days out and then with a lot of what we do we also get paid 30 days after the return window is closed Mm -hmm. so like if you use one of logical harmony affiliate links first of all thank you
1: yeah thank you
0: what happens is once the return window has closed they then we get like the the payment but we don't actually receive the payment until another 30 days. Yeah. So it could be 60 days after the product is purchased that we get our affiliate commission. And then during the holiday season, because so many retailers extend their return windows, there might be something, I mean, not might be, (laughs) there's, there's something that was purchased in late November or sometime in December and we are just now starting to get paid for those purchases. So again, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. It's amazing. Uh, It, I guess what I'm trying to say is it makes it so that we're not, it's like this weird offset thing because the financial impact that it's having on so many people also happens to be happening during the time when we start getting paid for things from, the holiday season of 2019. Yeah. And so it's this weird, like <laughs> we don't know what the actual impact is because it's going to be another 90 days before At what's least. happening today starts to actually hit us financially. So yeah. it'll be, it'll be an interesting thing to see where we are. It in will three be months. for sure.
1: And like, that's the thing with affiliate stuff. So I knew obviously about the delays
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything, but I found out yesterday Nordstrom affiliate sales, you get paid out seven months after the return window closes. Wow, Seven months. So people were saying, because there was discussion in this affiliate group, I mean, if they're like, all my holiday Nordstrom stuff, still like I'm not getting paid for it yet. Are you guys, is this a problem? What's going on? And someone was like, oh yeah, because of their return policy plus their closing window, you're not going to get paid for those till like September. Wow. So it's all about the long game. I
0: mean, that's almost a year out.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's all about the long term with affiliate. None of it is stuff you do to make money now. Um right. any affiliate sales, you're making money at yeah, 30, 16, 90 seven months later. Um Even if
0: you make the sale immediately.
1: Yeah, even if you make the sale immediately. Yeah. That's
0: interesting.
1: So it's very it's very interesting. It fluctuates constantly. Um it's part of why putting out content consistently is helpful. That's why we I mean, it's not why we put out content consistently, (laughs) but like, you know, because it is, you're doing the work now. It's like any contract job, which is all all sponsored content is contract also where it's like you do it and you're, you're not getting paid anytime soon. It's, you know, you do, you okay? Did I not mix it very well?
0: The bottom of that was just straight up. syrup. I mean, it was delicious, but I was not, (laughs) not prepared for that.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like every contract has different terms. So even when you do sponsored stuff, you'll get paid 30 days later, 60 days later, 90 days later. Like it's just, it's always later and it's always fluctuating and it's a very fluid thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see um, what's going on. Yeah, I'm curious too what it will mean as far as long-term online sales, because I think now so many people, so many retailers are doing so many extra sales online. Yeah. Um, But I also think consumers are becoming more comfortable buying stuff online that previously they might not have bought online. Absolutely. So I'm curious how it's gonna shift um, just consumer habits over time. I'm curious how many brands that have storefronts are gonna scale back storefronts, not just because they're not making money, but because of realizing we don't necessarily need the storefronts to make money.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw... <clears throat> so, I find... Let me just preface what I'm about to say by... I didn't read the article. I only read the headline. Okay. And I will also say that it seems like when rich people are being discussed right now, they're being discussed in a way that that's, that, that's basically like you just read a headline. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there was one thing where people were saying... Um, Oh, this person's net worth is this much money. That means they could give, you know, blah, 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 X dollars away, Mm, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this sounds like if you're saying they could give this much away and still have this much left over, it's like, oh, well, you don't know what net worth means, obviously, because that's not how it works. Like, Mm. you could have. Like, for example, somebody like my grandpa, mm-hmm. who owns multiple properties around the Napa Valley, Yeah, his net worth is very different than his liquid <laughs> cash flow, right? Yeah, like, completely. Like, and I think people don't... So, just for context. Anyway, so the yeah. headline that I saw said something like, um, Jeff Bezos has... Mm-hmm increased his wealth by like 24 billion dollars so far in the pandemic which again i don't know where that number came from how they calculated it regardless i'm sure it's still a lot of money (laughs) yeah uh and where was i going with that uh oh right so just to your point yeah i think it's incredibly clear that people are i mean obviously for necessity buying way more stuff online than they ever yeah. have before. And yeah, like you said, it, it'll be fascinating to see what things people continue to buy online and what things they don't. Because mm-hmm. I think for us as people who have used like Grove in services like that for so long, mm-hmm. there's so many things that we haven't bought at the store for years. Like, yeah. like, w- like, um, things like, Cleaning, home cleaning products. Laundry soap. Laundry soap. Like, I mean, even like aprons, like...
1: (laughs) Candles. Yeah, I mean,
0: I would say primarily, honestly, our shopping for the last couple of years has been primarily online Yeah, with the exception of groceries.
1: Yeah, I would fully agree. I don't, I've never... Okay, I worked retail for a long time. And it's not that I dislike shopping in stores, but I also do, because um, I feel like in a lot of stores it's just not the same experience. I like to, I'm I'm a very decisive shopper, especially like I like mm-hmm. to like get in, get out. I know what I need, I know what I want. I'm gonna pick what I want. I don't like being sold to. I don't Having like being been in a Sephora
0: with you I, and an Ulta with you. I would, I would.
1: So I'd like to browse <laughs> in those because I can see shades in real life. Yeah, it, that I yeah. don't see online.
0: Yeah, I'm just teasing.
1: But I. I also hate going into Sephora and Ulta because there are people trying to upsell me, and I feel like Ron Swanson in that episode where he's at Home Depot and the person walks up <laughs> and he goes, "I know more than you." Not saying that I know more than all of them, but sometimes I'm gen- like well, when I do talk and ask for recommendations, I'm yeah. genuinely confused by the recommendations like that I get.
0: Times- you'll be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm looking for cruelty-free this. And they'll be like, oh, you should check out this brand. They're great. They're cruelty-free. And you're like.
1: They straight up test no, on animals. they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I think for us, yeah, it's like so much of what we already were doing was shopping online, yeah. aside from groceries, like you said, because I like to pick, you know, I'm selective. I like my bananas at this very specific point of ripeness, things like that, where it's, you know, it's different. But I also, I have a much larger personal space bubble than a lot of people to begin with. And I think that this is going to extend that for myself, but I think it's also gonna change a lot of people's own comfort levels and Mm -hmm. personal space bubbles and things like that. And so I'm curious how that'll impact it. Like, you know- Oh, go ahead. No, no. Well, I was going to say frequently, like, there are stores I, like, I love going into a Lush. I love the experience. I love looking at things. I love mm-hmm. playing with things. I love talking to the staff and hearing what they know about stuff. Because um, I would say, too, like, I definitely know more than the average Lush customer, but I just, I love the experience of being in there. But frequently, even in stores that I love, it's there are too many people to where it's like it's mentally very overwhelming for me to be around that many people physically. So I'm like, I can't do this. I have to leave. Mm. And I wonder if that's how other people are going to feel after all this. I haven't feel that way a lot in restaurants or grocery stores too, though. Like I'm like, you're too close to me. I can't focus on what I'm doing because you're too you're in my space.
0: Yeah. It- it definitely, from what I've seen, I think it's maybe because you're a woman and because you're small. It definitely seems like people just get closer to you people in get public. So
1: close to me in public, I hate it. Yeah, people will be <laughs> like, like we're in the grocery store. Obviously, not recently, but like I'll be in the grocery <laughs> store looking <laughs> at yeah, like I've you know, like, been the
0: grocery store in over a month.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> let's say I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pick up this thing of parsley, and suddenly there's someone right there, and they're like inches from me, and they're not even getting parsley; they're getting the thing in the next thing over. Stand it. <laughs> several feet away from me do not need to be so close to me yeah i think because i'm small people think i don't need space and it drives me crazy yeah or they want to put me in the smallest space like oh we're at this restaurant here's this tiny little child-sized seat you can sit there i'm like i enjoy my legs are long i enjoy space too like, <laughs> 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 I'm not child size well uh- I am the average height for the American woman, just just so we're clear.
0: Are you, though?
1: I am. The average height for an American woman is 5'4". I'm 5'4". I'm not child size.
0: Hmm. Is it possible that the average height for an American woman is also the average Is it possible
1: of- that the average height for the American male is also the average height of a, a young adult American male? Yes, no, it's it possible. Isn't.
0: Well, I'm also above the average, I think, so...
1: I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying, but yeah, I mean,
0: basically where I was going is. You deserve space.
1: I deserve space. Although I
0: will say, as someone who shares a bed with you, I think that it is also fair to say that we, we could have the same amount of space in relation to the size of our bodies. Right? (laughs) Right. Like, if you and I have the same amount of space, you have way more space for your body than I do. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: That's why our bed should not be divided down the middle. (laughs) And instead, should be more of like a 30-70 split. Well, usually
1: it's divided at some random point by a cat. True. Juniper will come and lay completely, like, horizontal on the bed. Stretched out. (sighs) Anyway... I'm just curious if after this, more people are going to want more personal space. I think they will. My guess is, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I I, I will be, or rather, I, I won't be surprised if a lot of people don't go out to eat as much. Yeah, same. For example, because I feel like it's something that probably a lot of us have thought, oh, I should really cut back on that and save some mm-hmm. money.
1: Or learn how to cook more, like learn how to cook more things.
0: Absolutely. And then you're kind of pushed into that. And so it'll be fascinating to see how it changes things.
1: I'm super curious. Mm -hmm. There was something else I was going to bring up. Okay. But I don't remember, so we can move on. Oh, yeah. It Mm. was that tweet I saw from someone in the Bay Area about going to Walmart to get groceries.
0: Go ahead. I didn't say anything. Okay. So their
1: tweet was basically saying it felt really crowded and felt like Black Friday to them. And they were Uh like, but was it actually crowded or have I just changed how I feel? Mm. And I thought that was an interesting perspective so soon.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, so soon, but also... It's a huge, like for people who don't normally work from home, Yeah, it's a huge shift. Like when we were talking about Jake the other day, I was just thinking about people who commute into their offices in New York every day. Mm -hmm. You're around hundreds, if not thousands of people every single (laughs) day, complete strangers, super, super close to each other. Like I remember when I was in Japan for Ricky's wedding there were times when I was on the train and it literally felt like my feet were barely touching the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how tightly packed into these trains we were, at, you know, for the morning commute mm-hmm. and, or during I wasn't commuting obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> during morning commute times, right. Um, so yeah, I I I think it's probably such a huge shift that yeah. every day feels like a way longer period of time.
1: Yeah, And then, like, we,
0: And then like we were discussing yesterday on our walk, I was just thinking, you know, like at first, maybe the first week, mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Maybe first two weeks, I was like, wow, this is crazy. I, I'm realizing how much I need to socialize with people and how mm-hmm. I really need to be out, hanging out with people and be around people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then now I'm just like, Yeah. Like, obviously, I miss my friends. Obviously, I want to hang out with people. I think that's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. And I'm hoping that maybe that'll be one thing that really comes out of this that'll be positive is that people will do a lot more of the stuff, like dinner parties and having people over. Like, what we did this year made me so happy this year for... It was... What month was that? It was like November, November. December? Oh, yeah.
1: Where we had... It wasn't like a friends giving, but it was... Sort of, like a loose one. It was November.
0: Yeah, for only having moved here, we had moved here in March. Yeah. And then it was November, the following November. Mm-hmm. And we had like 15 people over. Yeah. And we had all these tama- like all the food that I grew <laughs> up eating on special occasions, you know, beans yeah. and rice and tamales. And it was just like so special to have all these people over Yeah, in our place. and. So I, I really hope that's something that comes out of this.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think it'll be like more intentional and more appreciated when you do spend time with people.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. I love that. I think I think that when we do move, mm-hmm. obviously that's gonna be one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, since we've moved here, we've only <laughs> done one thing like that. Yeah. And not... So... Mike has come and visited us twice. Yeah.
1: My parents have both visited. Your parents have both been visited.
0: Yeah, that's been amazing and super fun. Yeah. Other than that, not a single friend has come and visited.
1: No, we just... A ton of them yeah. had said they would <laughs> and then didn't. Yeah.
0: And my parents haven't come out here at all. Mm-mm. And we've only been back to California once. And so yeah. I think the reality has set in of like, oh, I guess we... Don't need to be this close to a major airport because no yeah. one's coming to see us. And-, <laughs> and we
1: don't go places as often as we thought we would.
0: Right. And uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like ha- my dad coming out here a few times this year was really nice. My mom and her boyfriend being here for Christmas was really nice. Yeah. It was the first Christmas I've had with my mom and like, I don't know, like since I moved out of Oregon, like a long time. Yeah, So that was really nice. And to, you know, similar to what you were saying, like we kind of did a lot of our traditional stuff that we hadn't done in forever.
0: Yeah, starting new traditions was fun.
1: Yeah, it was really nice. I think this was a good growth year for Mm -hmm. us, not just Mm -hmm. as individuals, but like for us.
0: I feel like it's been downhill in 2020. I feel like I haven't been putting enough effort into our relationship hmm. in the last couple months.
1: Hmm. Well, it's early in the year. That's true.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not saying yeah to that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Strongly agree. Mm.
1: Um, But yeah, I think it's 2020 has been a weird year. It's been an adjustment year, I think, in a lot of ways and a lot of variety of ways and areas mm-hmm. so i don't know
0: mm. Mm. okay so do you are you cool with shifting gears a little bit sure did i just say are you ghoul are you ghoul? i heard
1: cool but oh, okay, maybe good. i just knew what you meant to say so my mind auto corrected it
0: yeah grarp, uh, grarp. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, grarp
1: i like to sorry side note Bagira is sleeping literally touching the front door and i like that that's one of his favorite spots He's like protecting the house.
0: I I like it in that it's cute, but mm-hmm. I don't like it in that it's disgusting to me because <laughs> we take our shoes off at the front door. Yeah. So that mat is the only part of the house where like all the outside floor germs come into Ew. the inside and then he just lays all right up in there. That. Just It's just it's so gross. It to is me. gross. Germs, am I right?
1: Mm-hmm. The worst. <sighs> <sighs> All right, so shifting gears. Yeah. Did you have something else you wanted to talk about? I did. Okay, go for it. No. Oh. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, in that case,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we talked about having guests on more often. Yeah, we did. So, one of the things Tashina and I have been kind of struggling with in this podcast is coming up with things to talk about, which you would think in a podcast where The premise is that we talk about whatever the flip we want. (laughs) You would you would think that flipping game board. Sorry. Flipping game board. (laughs) Okay. Tell us if you got that reference. Yes. But you don't just say, I got the reference. Tell us what it is. We wanna know. (laughs) Also, somebody got the the
1: Hey, listen. What is that from? I know you've told me, but I don't remember.
0: It's it's from a Zelda game. Oh. The Orcarina of Time.
1: I always, to me, when you do it, it makes me think of Mickey Mouse.
0: Mm, I could see that. No. Yeah. Okay. There's a little, like, fairy. And her name is Navi. Mm-hmm. She helps you navigate the
1: Na- world. The navigational fairy. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, and, and like, to give you a hint or something, or, like, if there's something important she needs you to pay attention to, she goes,
1: hey, listen. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <sighs> so
0: cute. Mm-hmm. You know who does the best Navi impression?
1: Who? Bagheera? No. <laughs> Who? Mike? Nope. Tell me, Cam? Mm. Who? It's
0: a woman that lives in Napa. Your mom? All right.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm. You gotta give me more than that. It's fine.
0: I'll tell you later. Okay. All right. So guess. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. So Tashina and I have both kind of been like, oh, this is this is. Surprisingly getting difficult.
1: Yeah, when you're not leaving the house, it's hard to have stuff to talk about all the time.
0: Yeah, nothing's really happening. (laughs) No. And And I, oh, go ahead. Well, especially because the whole Premise of this podcast is to not talk about the really like heavy negative stuff in the news. Yeah. So it's not like there's all this other news and all these other things happening that are just like completely unrelated that we can dive into.
1: Yeah, and I've been trying really hard to find like positive, happy news stories. Which one requires sifting through all that really heavy stuff, which Mm. is taxing mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. But two, not there's just not as much getting coverage. What's getting coverage is like all the horrible things, which. You which know, is the news which in, is the news and it's good to have coverage of what's going on but i'm saying mm. like outside of stuff with the virus a lot of what's being covered is just like poop yeah you're just like man man um, so it's been a challenge to find positive uplifting things to talk about aside from guy playing animal crossing which i still enjoy that idea but i can't visit his island i'm playing pocket camp
0: you're playing the poor people version. Yeah, I'm
1: playing the free version. It's
0: a pheasants version. <laughs> yep.
1: Hello, anyway. pheasants. Unrelatable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we are thinking. Part of this, part of this, is something we've been kind of discussing for a while. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt really inspired when we talked with Jake, the producer, the other day, mm-hmm. and he was not our producer. That's his Instagram handle, is Jake <laughs> the producer. <laughs> yep. I'm. I am our producer. Yeah. Justin, the producer.
1: With the help of Juniper.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes Juniper is helpful. Like she comes and cuddles in my lap. But lately she's just been, I feel like Juni's been grumpy for like three weeks. She
1: has been grumpy. Yeah.
0: Like she, what is her deal? Why is she such a grumposaurus?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think the cats are all like mood wise. Even though we worked from home before, we still, like, we went out and we did stuff. Like, it felt like we were, I mean, we were gone more. And I think they had adjusted to that.
0: We and, were not gone that much.
1: No, not that much, but more than we are now. And maybe so I think
0: a couple hours twice a week.
1: Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think maybe there's been some tough adjustments for them in
0: this period, too. I think and, it's more our sleep schedules.
1: Well, our sleep schedules, but I was going to say, I think all the aftershocks don't help either.
0: No, they sure so, don't. So,
1: like, you know, we had. A couple of 4.2 aftershocks, like two days in a row. And then now I'm noticing applesauce, like when the people upstairs walk around, she's like looking like, do I need to run? Bolting
0: under the bed or she's looking around like, oh God, what's going to happen?
1: So I think they're feeling a lot more stressed a lot of the time. And they're probably feeling a lot of the aftershocks that we're not. True. So I think that's more of what it is. True those variety of things. Okay. Okay. So Juniper is not really helpful. She's very grumpy. She's not the best office cubicle mate. She doesn't want to take her coffee break at the right time.
0: Yeah. Um, So. Yep. (laughs) About Juniper. Uh, And. I, I was inspired by him telling the story of someone who's doing like uh trying to meet with mm. 10,000 people yeah one a day yeah and I thought well what if we do like a 30 day thing because now we've I think this is like episode 34 or 33 it's somewhere in the 30s it's this been going this episode yeah which is pretty great mm-hmm so I just thought what if we do uh no I know I know it I it, that's what happened when I dropped the microphone or whatever or I was putting a bottle of vermouth in the
1: Oof, that's cabinet
0: a... okay sorry come on okay sorry sorry Tashina's getting distracted with the chips out of this table a couple weeks ago I had a bottle of vermouth and I was like moving it toward putting it in this cupboard and I as I was moving it downward the bottle like the bottom of the bottle went bam right on the corner and took out a chip yeah sorry
1: I'll pay attention.
0: Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like though that I told you not to get distracted by it, and then proceeded to tell the whole story mm-hmm. of how it happened. Yeah, great job, me. <laughs> I, I I feel like this is a really drawn out, long thing now that didn't need to be. Which is, <laughs> I'm just trying to say that we're gonna, we're planning on trying to get 30 different people mm-hmm. to come on here for like yeah. a 30 day sprint where we chat with someone every day for 30 days yeah and it will i mean i'm I'm assuming we're just going to start with people that we kind of already know
1: yeah for sure
0: friends family luckily because of logical harmony we know a handful of people in the beauty space mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah
1: i think it'd be good Yep, I think it'll be fun. You'll be. Good I think it'll. Fun. Thank you. Yeah, I think it'll be good to hear like other people's perspectives on how they're handling things, what they're doing to stay positive and motivated, things like that.
0: Truth bombs, and to
1: just hear about how they're adapting. Because a lot of people are working from home in jobs similar to Jake, where they're not used to it at all, yeah. and it's there are a lot of challenges that come with it. And mm-hmm. so I think that'll be interesting to hear about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I'm excited for it.
0: You are? Yeah. Well, that makes me really happy. Who do you think some guests are that you'll want to get on that that (sighs) people might be familiar with so they can get excited? Mm. Like, who are some people you plan on asking?
1: Well, two of them we've already asked. Or one of them, I should say. But the people from Necromancy Cosmetica, Mm -hmm. who are in Puerto Rico... Um, and we've talked about them a lot on the Logical Harmony channel and mm-hmm. what makes them unique and mm-hmm. special. But mm-hmm. they've been putting out a lot of content on their channels right now too because mm-hmm. I think they're trying to do something similar in a way of like they need this positive, productive thing. Um, yeah, I think it'd be great to get Ashley from Au Naturel mm-hmm. because she she's a really amazing person, but she has such a very unique take on the beauty space I would say because of her background true um she's just a great person to talk to like she's so sweet she's such an amazing person but like industry wise too what they're doing as a company is so unique and her vision is so unique and I love that yeah um I think I just made a smacking noise uh (laughs) just some of the other people with that are from small brands and to hear about how they're adapting how they're rolling with things Stuff like that I think will be very interesting, beauty or not. Um, Yeah. yeah. It'd be good to finally get my mom on here to talk about gardening.
0: Heck yeah, it would.
1: Gardening, canning, preserving, (laughs) all those (laughs) sorts of things. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, What about you? What about me? Honestly, I put more thought into the people that you were going to ask. I hadn't really put a lot of thought into who I was going to ask. Oh. But I was thinking maybe we'll save the Jake the Producer episode... It hasn't gone live. No, it hasn't. Maybe we'll put that up. Okay. Uh, trying to get my brother to be on, mm-hmm. who he says he will be, but
1: he has a baby, so I feel yeah. like that all has, bets are off right. when you he, have a baby at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Especially because my, you know, my parents aren't allowed to go mm-hmm. help with the baby. His wife is now also working from home, so I think he's yeah dealing with a lot of changing circumstances currently. Mm-hmm. 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 What else? Who else? Um, yeah, I don't know that a lot of the people are people that people listening would know.
1: Yeah, same. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of something really cool that I yeah, saw. Yeah, lay it on me. Um. So... St. Clair Brown.
0: Yep. Ooh, Hardy. I want to try to get Hardy. Hardy
1: would be fun. Yeah. Um, so St. Clair Brown, like our favorite winery, brewery in Napa, which does do online shipping if you live outside of Utah and states where you can ship alcohol Can't to. wait till we move out of Utah. Yeah. They're doing a thing for wine club members, and I believe, I'm assuming beer club members too, where you can get a box that has in like a couple bottles of wine, and then some of their ingredients from their garden for a recipe to pair with the wine and the recipe. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing because in their garden, they have like different herbs and lemons and things like that. And so I thought that was such a cute thing that they're doing that's different.
0: I think it's really cute too. I yeah. don't know that any of the recipes are vegan.
1: No, but I think you could veganize them. Yeah. I don't, but I just thought the concept was cute. And I'm seeing a lot of people yeah. post about like not just wine deliveries, but CSA boxes and ways to support small local businesses trying to do that type of thing. Yeah. They're a great one if you're looking to order wine or beer online.
0: Yeah, and the thing about St. Clair Brown, too, is that they have a garden. So it's not like yeah. they're going to Safeway and buying all these ingredients it's, and then you're buying them yeah. from them. It's ingredients that come from their garden. Yeah, and which is their tasting use, room. Yeah, and then you use whatever other stuff is required for the recipe.
1: Yeah, because one thing I've always loved about them is they do have like small plates if you're there and it's all stuff that's either from the garden as much as possible, or it's from like the local farmer's market or a local bakery. Like it's, yeah. Anyway, I just love that they were doing that. Yeah, me and too. And wanted to throw in a plug in case there are people listening who maybe want to try some different wines or beers and want to yeah. try something different.
0: They. Uh, so I don't know if I've mentioned it on this channel, but I, I have a whole rant about whether or not Wines and beers are vegan, especially when it comes to wines, because of how wines are made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a whole other thing. But we actually, because we know the people that make the wines at St. Clair yeah. Brown, we actually do know that their wines are vegan. Yeah. And their beers are vegan, except the ones that are obviously not, like their honey wheat has actual honey in it. Yeah. But the great thing about St. Clair Brown is you could ask and they would bless you. Thank you. You could ask and they would bless you. You could ask and they <laughs> would... Lena would. Yeah, and they would actually know. Yeah. As opposed to like um, <clears throat> a lot of wineries where the wine is being made... Uh, how do I put this? Well, there are... Somebody might be making... The the winemaker might be making the wine, and even if the final product is vegan, Mm -hmm. to decide which process they were going to use to make the wine, they may have used non-vegan ingredients along the way, even though those ingredients were never actually used for this formulation. Mm -hmm. So it's like... It's kind of like if a makeup company was making a lipstick mm-hmm. and they had five different formulas and one of those formulas used carmine but then they ended up not using that formula. Yeah. They use a different formula that never had carmine in it. And then you say, well, is the company vegan? Are their wine, are their cosmetics vegan? And you're like, well, technically yes what they sell is vegan but th- in their process of production they're using carmine even though it never makes it onto the shelves and is never sold to a consumer and then when you consider that that's if you're even able to find that out right like yeah. so with a lot of wineries there's not really an answer or mm-hmm. it's not really clear and where it
1: changes batch to batch kind of
0: yeah exactly so In my opinion, there's really no way of... Well, there's like one way of actually knowing. Mm -hmm. If the winery is specifically like, we are a vegan winery. Yeah. Which is like probably one or two in the world. Or if you can actually talk to the person who makes the wines... And, and ask them because, other than the person actually making it, from my experience, nobody else has any idea what's actually going on.
1: No, there are so many times where I've been told, like, oh, yeah, this doesn't have any of that stuff in it. And then Even I, by
0: the owner of the company.
1: Yeah. And then I've gotten sick and reached out and been like, hey, I had an allergic reaction, just wanted to double check. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's dairy in that. And yeah, like, we
0: actually, we what? talked to our, like, this happened recently. They talked to their head brewer, and their head brewer had even decided to change the recipe unbeknownst to the owner of the company. Yeah. So, I just, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, there's no real way of ever knowing. Like, uh, even when it's blatantly obvious, like sometimes, I guess that's my point. Sometimes it's blatantly obvious when it's not. Yeah. But it's not obvious when it is. Yeah. And,. Even what people tell you, there's basically no way to know for sure.
1: Yeah, you're kind of, it's an area where you kind of just have to do your best and hope that they disclose and are aware of things, even if it's just for allergen reasons. I think that's why a lot of wineries and breweries are becoming more aware is because of allergies. Yeah. But it's, yeah, you kind of just have to hope for the best with some of the bigger ones or avoid them.
0: Yeah. It's, we're not here to tell you what to do. No, we're, we're not here to tell you like what to do. Just have some information.
1: Yeah, but definitely, I think it's an area too where if you are concerned about it, reach out and let those brands know. Let them know. Be like, hey, I, you know, only consume vegan alcohol. Here's what that means, because most of them don't know what it
0: means. Hold on, there's someone at the door. Anyway, mm-hmm. where were we?
1: So talking about wines. Oh yeah, how you know? Let like wineries and breweries know that that stuff matters to you, but tell them why and tell them what ingredients it could be because most of them just, they honestly don't know what it means. Yeah. Um, You know, or they think, like I've had companies that say, oh yeah, our wines are vegan. Well, we do use gelatin, but it's during the fining process and then it's removed. So it's not in the wine that you're drinking. So it's vegan. But I just think, it's just, it's good to let them know that people want to know this stuff and they should be aware and they should just disclose that information because if that's what they're choosing to do, they should stand by it. It's how I feel about brands with animal testing. Like, if you're choosing to do that, just admit to it, just stand by it, and let people decide what works for them. Don't try and decide for them as the brand.
0: Yeah, I also think that. Alcohol should be labeled with ingredients.
1: It totally should. There's so much wacky stuff in it. This is why Hardy should be on the podcast. Um, There's a bunch of wacky stuff. Yep. So we won't get into that now. Okay. (laughs) Unless you want to. I don't. But yeah, that's what I figured. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. Okay. What's up? What else is up?
1: (sighs) I don't know. Um, I've been looking at houses a lot. And so I have some little interesting things I've noticed about different houses
0: well, honest.
1: well so a lot of them are for sale by owner and so I don't expect them to be like staged houses mm-hmm. and a lot of them are staged and just some of the decisions that they make in the staging process are very fascinating to me there was one I sent screen caps of it to Rianne but they had the kitchen for whatever reason had grapevine wallpaper up and so they decorated the kitchen with. What,
0: what's grapevine wallpaper?
1: It was like a row. Like, okay, so it was, the pattern of the wallpaper was like every six inches to a foot of a vine with grape leaves on it. And that was what was in the entire kitchen, all the walls. Was it cool looking? No. It looked like Olive Garden wallpaper, basically. Like it's something you would oh, see at a, no. a like a restaurant, like the Olive Garden. Oh, and whoever staged the house, which I don't know if it was the owners or not, had decorated the kitchen with plastic grapes here and there. <laughs> so there's like a basket of plas- plastic grapes. There was like a shelf that had been put in over the wallpaper that had like plastic grapes on it and like a bottle of oil and vinegar. Like it looked like an '80s Italian restaurant. Like it was weird. Wow. Well. So it's been a fun adventure to see some of this stuff and then to try and envision, okay, what would this kitchen look like without all that wallpaper? What would it look like without the plastic grapes? Yeah. Or there was one where right in the entryway they had put this, it might have been the same house actually, I think it was. They had put this thing, it's like they couldn't decide, do we put a chair? Do we put a bench? What do we do? So they put this little tiny bench thing that looked like a child's desk And it had a cushion on it and, like, a box of tissues. And then there was an empty, like, totally blank chalkboard up above it. And I was like, this is a very odd choice for...
0: (laughs) You don't think they were just doing homeschooling for their single child?
1: Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But it was just like, huh. Hmm. And then I'm fascinated, too, by the people who are listing it themselves who don't seem to do any cleaning before they take the photos. Like, no tidying, no cleaning. And so it's like... You're looking and they're like, there's a, there's literally a pile of laundry on the floor. <laughs> like what? How? What?
0: Maybe they figure it'll let you really envision what the yeah. house will look like when you live there.
1: Maybe. It's really funny though. And it's been an enjoyable process to look at or some of the cosmetic upgrades people do and don't do. Like there was another one I looked at where I think the house had last been decorated, including appliances, which came with the house in like the 70s. And so it was all very very dated, but they had in- recently installed an in-ground pool. So that was the whole highlight of the house was you get this in-ground pool. And I was like, why like no judgment on making that decision. I get wanting a pool at your house, but it was just so <laughs> fascinating that like that was an upgrade they did and were really selling the house on but they didn't update the kitchen like it's just fascinating to see people's different priorities and how they live their lives in these homes and things like that and how you see it truly in the the photos yeah yeah so it's it's been an interesting process to see that stuff and mm. it kind of enjoyable some of it's really weird but i like it it's fun it's fun to look at these houses and picture what life there would be like or Hmm. has been like
0: Hmm. Hmm. yeah yeah it is fun
1: it is fun yeah i like it
0: i'm glad you're enjoying it me too Uh, i have
1: a few that i saw this morning to show you
0: oh sweet yeah i will definitely love to take a look at those on my own separately though i am taking a break
1: yeah, you spent a lot of time yesterday looking at houses. Yeah, just
0: the last couple days, and I'm just feeling burnt out. But, oh, actually, you know what? One thing I am excited to do hmm. in in regard to all that is um, our friend Meg yeah. from St. Clair Brown. Yeah. I don't know if you saw her tweet. No. I think you're going to love it. It involves a list. She was like, oh, maybe what you guys should do I like how
1: you say i'll love it because it involves a list probably true is it a checkmark list
0: it, it could be
1: okay i prefer I mean, that to crossing things off just so we're all
0: clear okay well <laughs> that's <laughs> i don't know that that really changes the list much. okay
1: Just personal preference yes
0: you could put a box next to okay the, the thing on the list you okay. could put a circle if you wanted no,
1: boxes i don't like circled checklists okay they're not my preferred anyway go ahead
0: because you feel like you have to fill them in perfectly and then it feels like a standardized test
1: uh no I just in order for the circle to be the appropriate it just no I don't like how they look next to handwritten things your weight on everything is much more measured your spacing is much no just I don't like it
0: I have no idea what you're talking I about I know
1: I that's okay okay go go ahead sorry OS. <laughs> a checkbox list.
0: <laughs> so what how do you feel about people who have a bo- check checkbox list mm-hmm. and then instead of checking the box they cross it off?
1: Um I'm okay with crossing it off. Overall. Yeah, crossing it off fine.
0: I thought you just said you didn't want it to be crossed off.
1: No, like where you you just put a line through it. Right. I don't like... Th- oh, you mean they have a checkbox and they put... a. They just who would dis- do this? They disregard the checkbox who does and just that? cross it out. Do you do this? Is this something I've never known about you?
0: <gasps> well, you've never known how I do lists because I've never made a list. That's not true. I make lists all the time.
1: You do. I don't like that. That is chaotic and messy. <laughs> Why would you make that decision? You just want to cause chaos in the world. <sighs> Measured chaos. I don't trust you.
0: I... <laughs> Wow, (laughs) that's escalated. Okay, so we have an answer to that.
1: Yeah, no.
0: The answer is no. I don't remember what I was saying.
1: You were talking about Meg's tweet about creating a list. Yes, 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 Mm -hmm. yes.
0: What I was saying was that she suggested we make a list of all the states in the Mm -hmm. United States. Mm -hmm. And then we check off (laughs) she may have said cross out but check off whatever Mm -hmm. and each state Mm. as we decide that it's not going to work for us i like that that would be
1: an interesting way to see what regions we're really focusing on too
0: yeah i think it'd be fun and i think that even just given the little research that we've done so far we Mm -hmm. can start checking out oh yeah
1: major chunks
0: i mean especially like uh like you know, places, the two not in the continental U S, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hawaii. We're not
1: doing Hawaii or Alaska. Yeah. 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 I like that idea. That could be interesting to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. Do let's it. do it. All right. Great. Okay. Let's cool. that today. You will? I, I, said I will?
1: We will? Baguero will?
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like he's going to be doing much of anything. I like that. That, that, that he just refused to move oh, when yeah. I had to open the front door. You What's that all him.
1: about? He's very grumpy. He was very mad at me yesterday for giving him his pill. He hissed at me after. And then he refused to eat his dinner and hid from me. I, Yeah, he's just not. Poor he's not guy. in a good mood.
0: No. He did not enjoy that huge aftershock the other day. No. I think that really upset him.
1: I think so, too. And I think because he already has a hard time knowing what's going on, yeah, I think he doesn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, this seems like as good a place <laughs> as any to to stop. Okay. To stop.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Okay. Thanks for being here with me today, Tashina Combs.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being here with me. I wasn't oh. expecting that to be directed at me.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank
1: you. What? The,
0: what? 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 Go what? Ahead. What? You're saying something? Oh,
1: I was gonna say thanks to everyone watching and mm. listening. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate you being here as well.
0: We love you. Yes. So much. <laughs> More than we love each other.
1: Hmm.